Let's talk some overlooked stocks, some movers that you missed in today's session. We've been focused on the big picture. Let's dive into a couple companies that flew under the radar. George Tillis is our man, as usual, looking through uh, some of the rubble here. And uh, I don't know, George, Russell 2000, there is a little bit of rubble here. You've got some smaller companies, some mid caps. Let's start with Alfie, okay? ALF is the ticker. Uh, its description is that it provides solutions to the digital out-of-home advertising marketplace. Is that, what is that, George, like billboards? Well, first off, is it Alfie or Alfi? I don't know. But okay, we'll that's true, Al I guess. We'll let's go with Alfie. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, that's so a good basically, question. Basically, uh, the stock is a recent, uh, it's a recent IPO, early May. Uh, if you look at the stock price in the last 30 days, it's up 360%. But basically, yeah, it, bas it is an AI machine learning driven ad technology company. They use essentially uh, machine learning and, and, uh, and of course geolocation information <clears throat> to do things like targeted display ads in kiosks at airports, but also on tablets for uh, things like rideshare. So it's huh. basically out of the home kind of advertising. And interesting technology, like I said, uh, they use computer uh, vision with AI deep learning. Uh, what that means to me is essentially they take information from local devices, maybe your phone, and do things like target marketing for uh, for display ads. So uh, the stock, like I said, recent IPO up nicely. It, it traded close to $17, actually up, up close to 18 at the high $17 range today, but actually fell near the end of the session. But I think it's an interesting business, which reported some additional news uh, today. They actually now have additional cities in which they're deploying uh, about 10,000 units for tablets amongst Uber and Lyft drivers. And I think this is a novel new approach to hmm. uh, take advantage of uh, idle time and just uh, idle sitting around by passengers, but also a way to generate revenue for advertisers who are looking for out of the home, uh, uh, you know, targeted marketing, but also for companies like Uber and Lyft, as well as some participation with the driver. Interesting. All right. Uh, so George, this is kind of combining a lot of themes that market has gone through periods of really loving, okay? That is yep. uh, high-tech advertising, right? I mean, some of the best stocks have been the software companies designed around targeting uh, and auctioning uh, ad space. So there's a little bit of that going on here because there's some, there's some software, there's some, some math and stuff behind what they're doing. And then uh, also the idea of the outdoor, you know, travel, uh, more exposure. You mentioned kiosks and train stations, airports, et cetera. So uh, some interesting kind of themes behind this. And uh, it's my job to figure out the pronunciation. I didn't do that one for this one, George. So I'm going to do that and I'm going to try and get the CEO on here because I think that would be a really cool company to look into. What are the questions you would ask, George? I mean, like, what is the if in this company right now? Because the stock's been going ballistic since it uh, started. Okay, so a few things. That's a great question, by the way. Uh, considering one, the company recent IPO, the IPO for eighteen hundred million dollars. Sorry, eighteen million dollars in equity uh, capital. The other thing is, is they have no revenue to speak of. So basically, it's not necessarily oh, just a, a situation where it's proof of concept. They have proof of concept, but do they have proof of deployment? And I think that's one of the things that uh, is going to be a hang-up for the company to, to generate revenue going forward. Or, at okay. the very least, perhaps <laughs> in the coming quarters. Now, they right, are that's a big one. To generate revenue for the first, they are expecting to generate revenue OJ in Q2. So that's important to note as well. But they don't have a, tra a track record, so that's important to consider if you're investing in the Oof. company. Okay. They expect about 10 cities, and like I said, about de a deployment of about 10,000 units uh, with Uber and Lyft across Florida. Uh, but this is the beginning. But you have to think and keep in mind that. 
10,000 units is a very small fraction of the total addressable market. There are about 3 million Uber and Lyft drivers, not to mention how many kiosks are available for deployment in places like airports. So I think it's an interesting concept because, you know, companies like Clear Channel Outdoor, they actually have a business like this when it comes out of display advertising, but they don't necessarily have the mathematical or machine learning technologies hmm. okay. that are behind the scenes to, of course, adapt and change the display ads okay. based upon deep learning and uh, targeted marketing, which again is very compelling value proposition for advertising. All right, All right so they gotta get at revenue, okay? So that's the question number one is, when's the money right. start coming in? I Pretty big deal for a company. All right, George, we gotta keep going here, all right? Let's so go over to, stocks. yeah, real quick, GT, all right, you got another one? Hit me, throw it in there. Well, I was just gonna say, I wouldn't be surprised to see the stock double OJ or collapse tomorrow. We've seen <laughs> all right, okay. really odd trading going on in a lot of these companies that are new IPOs, so just keep that yeah. in mind. All right, good point, I mean, hey, you gotta make money, which we're not doing yet. George, uh, let's go to Volaris, VLRS. Okay, this is a bit of the industrial kind of aerospace and travel uh, play, right? But a little overlooked. It's Mexico-based uh, airline uh, tech. Is it an airline itself or what? It's actually an airline, yeah. It's All right. basically an ultra-low-cost airline operator based out of Mexico. Okay. They generate about two-thirds of their revenue from domestic flights. But uh, when a few interesting things that are going on with the company, they operate also in Central America. They're expanding in Latin America but they've actually now uh, have a share agreement or co-share agreement with Frontier Air in the United States mm. for, of course, their international destination. Yeah. Discount so carrier that's been competing. It's basically, that is, yes. And, and it's an unbundled pricing model, which means that you pay for additional services like drinks, use of the bathroom, et cetera. Yep. This is the Ryanair-based model of, uh, of discount. But in a nutshell, a few catalysts. I mean, price action-wise, it's up significantly year to day. You get some analysts now uh, like Bank of America, who are upgrading the stock, they've got a $27 price target on the company. The consensus analysts now with, with 10 of those analysts have about a $21 target. So this is a huge ratchet up to the upside uh, for uh, for uh, Valeris. Reason being is, is they actually reported traffic numbers through June, up 250% year over year. They also denoted mm. uh, increase when it comes down to tw uh, capacity. They're operating at 119% of 2019 capacity. So they're not playing chicken when it comes down to increase in capacity relative to maybe some of the American carriers, load factor, 89%, and that's compared to about 78% going back to December of 2020. Mm. And again, their, 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 their total capacity is increasing uh, over 2019 levels, higher on a year-over-year -year basis from 2020, but also improving on a quarter-to-quarter -quarter basis as well. Yeah. Hey, George, you missed one ticker in your comp chart here, uh, which is the Frontier owner, uh, which just went public, uh, uh, ULCC okay. is the ticker. So another one, just to, it's owned by Indigo Partners, but they did go public in March. Uh, so an interesting, uh, obviously that one is going south, uh, like the other airline charts. Yeah, did, did, did see that. Wasn't sure if that was actually Frontier, so I held off on that. Yeah. But, but Golinas is, uh, of course, one of the Latin American carriers. But I just want to mention a couple of things on Valeris. Very interesting enough. Is okay, it, real quick. Changed. This is a question you may ask based on the price action. But one of their competitors, Interjet, which had 20% market share, may effectively be out of business in terms of operations. Aeromexico, it's operating in bankruptcy. And this is a story for Valeris of market share. I mean, they essentially had about 31% market share in 2019 right now they have 42 percent with the expectations of about 49 percent market share in mexico by the end of 2021 so pricing mm. power is there volume and, and flights are increasing 
and effective cost structures really represent a stock that even from these levels could potentially double. All right, uh, interesting. Uh, so one airline trade that is doing well right now, a huge exception uh, to the group. Uh, it's soaking up all the uh, airline stock flow, apparently, uh, Voleris. All right, uh, hey, a bunch of people from all the main cities were in Mexico last year. Tons of people traveling back and forth. Lots of Americans were in Mexico. So not surprised to see that kind of volume uh, moving the way it has. George, you got about 60 seconds for the last one here. Biohaven is our bio stock mover of the day. BHVN ripping. Yeah, so it's a late-stage biotech company, Biohaven, OJ, uh, particularly focused on neurological diseases. They actually recently re uh, received an FDA approval for a migraine drug called Neurtech. Hmm. It's actually an orally uh, ingested medicine relative to an injectable medicine for migraines that is, uh, that is utilized by competitors like Eli Lilly and Amgen and Teva Pharmaceuticals. Uh, today, pretty interesting uh, update to their preliminary guidance for Q2. They say that their sales for the quarter, which basically represents about a month and a half of sales, are coming in around 93 million. The estimates were already about half of that, or close to half, about 55 million. But this is essentially now for Q2, 93 million, it really represents all of the last four quarters revenues, which were 106 million. So I think what we're seeing here is a manifestation of very solid top line sales growth for a company, okay. which essentially had a million, $100 million in sales last year, but $800 million in cash burn. And I think. Overall, it's very compelling with the expectations going forward, but also uh, you got to keep in mind equity offerings. They did already make an equity offering about 200 million in March. Yeah. Uh, considering $7.3 billion in market share, I think this is a, a potential uh, winner here when it comes down to price action of 13% today. But just considering the magnitude of revenue growth, just quarter over quarter, it increased 250%. Wow, all just right. Think about it on an annualized basis, and I think that's why the stock price is higher. Okay, so this isn't just some kind of hope that some drug works eventually. This is revenue Correct. coming in right now. So we've gone full circle. A stock without a revenue at the top, and then one with a big jump in revenue here is the last one. Thank you, George. Exactly. We got to go, Mr. Tells. Nice work on the overlooked stocks.